Hi, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And this is Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. Are you leaking breast milk in between feedings? Now you can collect that milk rather than throw it away in your breast pads. And today's episode is also brought to you by Original Sprout, the leave-in conditioner Light the leaving conditioner's lightweight formula is made with a nourishing emollients, and the miracle detangler is perfect for making combing easier. And we will hear more from our sponsors a little bit later. And I won't trip over my words as much, maybe <laughs> I don't know. Um, but you can head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and check out our sponsor page, check out all of our sponsors if you need anything. And see if you can give them any of your business because they make this podcast possible. And while you're there, you can scroll down and you can enter your email address and we will send episodes straight to your inbox every week. And now Diane has our review of the week. Oh my God, I can't talk. (laughs) You go. All right, my turn. So, which I'll probably trip over my words reading this review, so I apologize. But this comes from iTunes um, from somebody that says we saved their breastfeeding relationship. I actually know who this is. So um, she said, my friend told me about Diane's breastfeeding group and this podcast after my baby was born and we had difficulties breastfeeding. She was born four weeks early, had respiratory distress syndrome, and was intubated for a short time and had to be in the NICU. After she was born and taken to another hospital, I became obsessed with pumping and vowed to do everything in my power to pump and or breastfeed my baby. I was able to syringe feed colostrum while she had the breathing tube in, but it was a few days after she was born that we were able to begin breastfeeding. It was not an easy process and we struggled and still do with latch, pain with feeds, milk supply, and frustration. The nurses were incredible, but I wasn't able to see a lactation consultant for five days after birth. I was pumping every three hours around the clock and after feeds, but only getting drops out from my personal pump that I used overnight and MLs from the hospital pump when I was there with the baby. The hospital was concerned about her weight loss and encouraged us to supplement with formula until my milk came in and I was able to exclusively breastfeed. Of course, I wanted to listen to the doctors and do what was best for my baby, but unfortunately at 11 weeks old, we have yet to, we have not yet been able to stop supplementing. I breastfeed as much as possible and on demand while I'm home with her and feel that we have come so far from where we were. I used to cry every day in frustration and sadness that my body was not doing what it needed to do for my baby and that she was getting so upset at the breast when that is supposed to be a comforting space. I began listening to episodes every day and usually end up crying now because I feel so hurt and validated. The episode on having a baby in the NICU was incredibly powerful for me and hearing Diane and Abby validate how hard this situation is made me feel like I wasn't alone and that I was doing my best, even though our situation isn't perfect. We weren't set up for success. And although no one is at fault, it is so hard not to take on all the blame. The podcast and the group have given me so much support to stick with and trust the breastfeeding process. And I have never felt judged for our journey and supplementing. My baby is growing and is healthy, and we have developed a pretty solid breastfeeding relationship. Even though it's not perfect, I'm reminded how special it is when she seeks me out for comfort nursing and denies a bottle, but will be content and calm on the breast. I learned from the podcast about comfort nursing and how breastfeeding is so much more than just providing food to your baby. I love that the information given is based on science and not merely opinion. I'm constantly using the search feature on the website to look up new topics that I want information on and listening to those episodes. If it weren't for this podcast and the support from the group, there's a very strong possibility I wouldn't be breastfeeding to this day. Thank you so much for helping me on this journey. 
And like I said, I know this person from just from groups and stuff that we do. And um, she definitely has had a challenging go. And that's why support is so important. And thank you so much for writing in your story, because I think a lot of people can relate. I really do. I think a lot of people can relate to that and feel it and have struggled and just, you know, it's, it's just so hard. It can be so hard. It is. It's like the hardest thing. Ugh. And yeah. I think it makes it a lot better to realize that you're not the only one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't make it like better or take any of it away, but and we're I in this really, together. We're in this together. And I do appreciate that you said that we're not going off our opinion, which we do try not to do that, but I know sometimes like it gets in there. But um Yeah, I mean I have a lot of opinions, but I'm not gonna <laughs> tell you what to do based on my opinion. Right. I'm gonna yeah. tell you my opinion and then we'll tell you what the research says. Yeah, absolutely. Um but overall it is, I mean, this is definitely, this is a hard run. And I tell people all the time, like, if you had, if, if there was no issues breastfeeding, you know, if there was, if your baby came out, it was breastfeeding and there was no issues, it's still hard. It's still hard just to try to figure out this road you're on right now. Um, and then when there are bumps in the road like this, it makes it even harder. And then sometimes you're like, you, you have to really question yourself of why am I doing this? And like, this is, this is why, like she said, like, it brings comfort to her and the baby. It is, you know, what she wanted to do um, with her baby. So that's why she's fighting to be able to do this. And yeah, I remember, I remember when attachment parenting was like in the news a lot. And like, cause yeah. um, Jamie Grumet was on the cover of time magazine, breastfeeding her three-year-old. He was three at the time. Yeah. And, um, and then I remember there was like all these like shows and like, it was like Dr. Sears, I think, who was, who was on the view. I remember watching that. And, um, Mayim Bialik, is that how yeah, you say her name? Yeah, she's huge on the attachment parent, she, I think. She mm-hmm. is. And she, she was on, I can't remember. Maybe she was on the view too. Cause they were just like all over this. I don't remember. She was on some show and they were like, isn't it hard? Cause she was talking about attachment parenting and like all the things that go along with that, you know, the breastfeeding and the baby wearing and the bed sharing. And, um, they were like, isn't it hard? Isn't it like really hard? And she goes, parenting is hard no matter how you slice it. Mm-hmm. And like, it's so true. It's like people make it seem like, oh, you're choosing breastfeeding. That means it's going to be like extra hard on you. You're going to just, you're making it harder on yourself. You're choosing the hard way. You could do it the easy way. And like, there is no easy way to do this. It's not like you can just trade something in for something else and then it'll be easier. Right. It's that it doesn't work like that. It is really, I I think people don't even know what attachment parenting is either. I think they're not really just on. We should. Yeah, we probably should. Um, I had a family not too long ago that asked me for a pediatrician recommendation um, because they wanted somebody and their, their baby was, like close, I don't know, like eight months old or something like that. Um, and they wanted a, a doctor that was going to be responsive to their choices to not sleep train, um, a vegan diet with their baby and not be judgmental of their attachment parenting choices. And I had a specific, you know, doctor in mind and I went and talked to him and with this doctor, I could be like, look at, 
do not suggest they sleep. You know, like I could kind of um, talk to him in advance mm-hmm. first. And I was like, I'd really love you to, you know, to see this family. Um, but, you know, they are, you know, don't, they don't, they don't want really, they're not interested in pushback on attachment parenting. And he was like, no, what do you think attachment parenting is? He says to me. And I'm like, I think you're an attached parent. I said to him, and his kids are like, he's got two girls that are, I want to say 13, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. But I've known him for several years and he's a very attached parent, like does stuff Mm -hmm. with them all the time has set, you know, we do this on these days. We have every Friday night is movie night. We do dinner and movies. We all pick what we rotate on who picks what we do this. We respond to this. They're very responsive to their kids. Very, very, you know, to where I'm like, I really feel like you're an attached parent yourself. And he was like, Oh, I didn't really think of it like that. And I'm like, you're responding to your kids. It doesn't matter what age they are. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's an important piece, you know? So it's like, if this is what you want for, for if this is, that's a relationship you choose to do with your baby, like nobody really should give you any pushback on it. You know, like that's not, that's for anybody to do. And parenting is hard, whichever path you choose. It is. Uh, it, it is. It's going to be regardless of the path you choose. So yeah. So what makes it harder is when people push back on something that you're trying to do and rather than just try to help you. Yeah, absolutely. But today we're going to talk about dieting, which really has nothing to do with attachment parenting. Well, yeah. I mean, it's all, it's all, <laughs> it's all related that we all, are, everything's related. we're all doing all. Yeah. So um, yeah. when when we Go decided ahead. to talk about dieting, so with dieting, all right, so there's a couple different things here. So you might have come on, you might have seen the title and said, oh, is this about, can I diet while I'm breastfeeding? Is that what this is going to be about? Or is this going to be about, oh, do I have to have a specific diet while I'm breastfeeding? Like it could, you could take it in either one talk of these about forms. Both. And we're going to talk about both. Yeah. We're going to talk about both of the things. And I don't even know which one to go with first because I have so much to say about either one of these things. I know. Let's start with, um, can I go on a diet? Because this is another thing too, is like diet pills, diet, dieting supplements. People ask about this a lot. All the time. Yeah. All the time. Is this safe for, for my baby? And they'll send me like, you know, and a lot of times I'll be like, all right, what are the ingredients? Because I, I'm not going to go by what the thing says on the, and, and half the time these things are like these protein shakes or these, you know, diet things, or I don't know, something that's giving you more calories in a different way. Like, I, I don't know, whatever people are trying to do, but lose the weight. Bottom, that's yeah, what just, everyone is trying to do. Everyone's trying to just lose weight. Because um, diet and diet culture is strong here. Uh-huh. Diet culture is strong like the force in this country. And you know, we all hate our postpartum bodies. Yeah. And we're like how do we get rid of this pregnancy fat? And there is this I'm going to say myth because it's not true for everybody that breastfeeding takes off weight. And a, that is one of the things that is listed as like a benefit to breastfeeding is that you'll get back to your postpartum body sooner. And for some people, that's a very true statement. But for some people, it is not. 
So for those people that are, that it is not a true statement for, they are actively trying to get rid of this weight because they are told in society, this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. You had a baby, now the weight comes off. And that's the right. bottom line. You're supposed to bounce back. In six weeks, no. You know, whatever. Yeah. That's, six weeks, know, you can start exercising still waiting. again. Go on. <laughs> I know, right? So it's ridiculous. So people say, well, can I eat this? You know, can I go on a diet? Um, how many calories can I restrict? Yeah. Um, what can I do? So really the bottom line, like these supplements and stuff, like they're the majority of them are fine. I'm not going to say all of them are fine because I've never seen all of them. And I'm sure there's stuff out there that I probably would not be okay with, but the majority of them are okay. The things you really need to remember with different supplements, especially if they're things that are not regulated, like lots of herbal things, which I know everybody thinks are totally safe because they're, you know, they grow in the ground and they're safe. But those, some of those things in certain, um, quantities, form quantities can be toxic for babies. Yeah, because that's the thing. It's like, oh, it's herbal, so it's safe, except that it is like such a high quantity concentration, whatever of whatever it is. You mm-hmm. know, it's not like, uh, you know, I don't know, some kind yeah. of, you know, it's all, it's so, it's so much, um, and there's no research on right, it. Right, there's no research be- on it at all. So it's it's hard to say with any kind of certainty, like, yes, this is fine for you to take. Um, it is, you know, if there, it, it is hard because you want to just, you want to get back into stuff. If you are decreasing your calories, because I have had people, you know, contact me about that too. Can I, you know, can I decrease my calories? Can I go on a keto diet or paleo? Yeah. Can what, I be what? vegan? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, whatever. Um. Like decreasing calories, I, I wouldn't suggest it, but not because of milk supply. Like we know, and we're probably going to say this 18 times during this podcast today, that your body does not make the milk based on the food that you're taking in. We know that mm-hmm. people that live in, you know, underdeveloped countries are breastfeeding. You know, we know that people that live in war-torn situations are breastfeeding. We know this to be true. So to say you need a certain amount of calories or your milk supply is going to drop is not true, but you might feel like crap. So what it really comes down to is you need to keep up with eating and drinking to keep your body going. You know, like we know like dieting, really being restrictive with calories, that can make you feel run down. It can make you feel tired. It can make you feel like you just don't have any energy. And that is not what you need when you have a new baby. Especially when you're sleep deprived and exactly. you know, going through all of this. This is a time where you really need to have the energy and be giving your body things, not taking it away. Right. But whatever. We're here. You're, these are the decisions that you're going to make. We're just here to give you the information about the Yeah, that's all we're that doing. We you're not trying to change your mind. Yeah. If you want to take a diet pill, you could probably take a diet pill. Just what what should what should we do? Watch out, watch for the baby. I mean, I would I would, you know, definitely look at ingredients. Um, I would watch for fussiness. I would watch for like because a lot of these diet, like if they're diet pills, a lot of them are like um I don't want to say like amphetamine type thing, but they're they're like 
in that family. Yeah, they're kind of mm-hmm. in that family where they're they're kind of like a um Oh my god, like I can't even think of the right words. They're things that, you know, speed up your metabolism yeah. or that make you not want to eat, maybe hunger suppressors, you know, something like that. So there could be, you know, things to them which might make your baby more fussy or might make your baby a little bit more hyper or something like that. Um, I have seen, and there, I don't have any research on this, but I have personally seen situations where parents would take things like, um, like those shakes and stuff, kind of thinking mm-hmm. that like, okay, this is quick. You know, I can just take this. It gives me all my calories and my nutrients and it's kind of considered a meal. And I can do this really fast because I just don't have time to sit down and actually make myself a meal. I personally do not like to drink my meals. It is very unsatisfying. I like to be able I, to like, I know. have food, I know. like real food. I do this too. I'm like, oh, I need to lose some weight. I'm going to switch one of my meals for just like a big smoothie. Uh Uh-uh. It doesn't work. I can have like 10 smoothies and it's not. It's not going to do it. It does not do it It doesn't do it for me. I don't know. I need to chew. I know. So do I. Um, (laughs) But those, those shakes and things, I find that they are so high in like vitamins and nutrients that if you are taking that along with a prenatal which is pretty high in vitamins and nutrients that sometimes that can make a baby fussy that it's just too much that it's an overload so i always tell people do one or the other like don't if you're if you're drinking one of those shakes that is very high in vitamins and nutrients because it's meant to take the place of a whole like meal that it and you're noticing a lot of increased fussiness with your baby then i would say maybe you know don't take the prenatal that day or take the prenatal and do fewer of the shakes. I mean, it really mm-hmm. just, you know, it, I would watch for things like fussiness, things like, you know, hyperactivity, a lot of like, if you're, if it's kind of like a caffeine thing, cause some of these, some of these diet pills yeah, are like, some of them like are a really caffeine fun, yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then people are like, Oh, but I can't drink coffee when I'm breastfeeding. And it's like, Oh my God, but you want to take these pills. Yeah. So, right. Well, and, and, and that's the thing is like some of these, some of them and not all of them, but some of them have the equivalent of like many cups of coffee. Yeah. You know, the caffeine again is like super high in some of them. Um, so, you know, yeah, you can totally have caffeine. Um, but some people notice that, you know, there's that their babies react to it. And so if you, if your baby is sensitive to caffeine or if you, if you are just know that the caffeine levels in those are, might not be like a normal level. So I think the biggest, um, concern, that I hear anyway, I don't know if maybe you've, you've seen anything different is that people are worried about their milk supply with this stuff. Yeah. Well, can I have this? Well, is it going to be okay with my milk supply? And it's like, yeah, like, especially if you're decreasing calories, your milk supply is going to be fine still. Um, it has nothing to do. A lot of times this is, this stuff has nothing to do with milk supply. It is more of, is it safe? Is it safe for you? Is it safe for the baby? It's more of that kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, and older, how old is the baby? Exa- oh. I was just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> how old is the baby? Because that makes a difference. If the baby's an older baby, is your baby 10, 11 months old? Like that, they're going to be able to metabolize a lot better than your baby that's only like six or eight weeks old and you want to jump right back into some kind of, you know, heavy duty exercise routine that you were doing prior to, to becoming pregnant. So um, it just depends on, you know, all those factors. It's not like, oh, I want to take this. Can I do it? I mean, if you email me that question, I'm going to email you like 18 other questions back because, you know, that's just how I roll. 
All right, so, let's uh, let's take a break and then no, we'll let's take talk a break some and more. We're going to talk about the other dieting piece. Yes. Today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. The original milk saver is designed to wear on the opposite breast while breastfeeding, but sometimes we're leaking in between feedings when we are on the go or at work. The Milky's Milk Saver on the Go is a discreet and comfortable breast milk collection system that requires zero effort on your part. You simply slip them into your bra while your milk collects inside of them. When you're ready to empty them, you pour your collected milk into a storage bag to add to your stash or to use for any of the dozens of uses for breast milk. They cannot be seen under your clothes. They are small enough to carry in your purse and reusable. These can also be used to protect sore or cracked nipples while they heal as they create a small, open, protected area around your nipples. Save your precious breast milk, money, and the environment by cutting down or even eliminating the use of breast pads. Breast milk is worth saving. Check out the Milky's Milk Saver on the go at fairhavenhealth.com. That's F-A-I-R-H-A-V-E-N health.com and use code BADASS for 15% off your purchase. And today's episode is also brought to you by Original Sprout. Original Sprout carries safe, effective, and pediatrician-tested shampoos, conditioners, styling, and body care products. The Leave-In Conditioner's lightweight formula is made with nourishing emollients and arnica for split ends, making it ideal for detangling and eliminating frizz from damaged hair. The Miracle Detangler is perfect for making combing easier for babies, toddlers, and children, and anyone with long hair. The rosemary can help prevent lice. All of Original Sprouts products are paraben and phthalate-free, vegan, and cruelty-free. Their proprietary formulas contain nourishing extracts from fruits, vegetables, and flowers that the whole family can enjoy. They are not just for babies anymore. Check out the entire line at OriginalSprout.com and use code BADASH for 25% off of your purchase. And... The sponsors for today and their promo codes can be found in our show notes under this episode at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Our show notes will also include further information about things we talk about in this episode and at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. We will all, you will also find our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. Yes. We can also yeah. do prenatal ones, by the way. I don't mean to be like, hey, you know, oh, yeah, prenatal but I do have a lot of people lately. Yeah, a lot of people lately have been contacting me about prenatal consultations just to talk it through because of the formula shortage and stuff. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So if you, you know, any of that stuff. Um, so, all right. So this piece of it. So we're going to talk about too, like, do we need, do we need a special diet? Yeah. Do right? we need do a special, need diet? special diet? And also you, we were, we were, we, you mentioned exercise because we were talking about dieting and dieting pills and dieting, restricting and all that stuff. And you mentioned a bit about exercise. Mm-hmm. And so exercising is also fine. Exercise, there's this like the idea that exercising is going to make you, your milk supply decrease too. Yeah. It's which doesn't, there's it's been no research to back to that up. That, that. Yeah. Yeah, there's like no you can research exercise. Do whatever you like to do. If there's you like physically can do it, you can do. It. You know, like that's if you physically feel recovered enough to exercise, then go right ahead. It's not yeah, going to hurt your spine. Like, yeah, there's uh I shared recently it was like a ultra marathoner who was like stopping and pumping. Oh, I oh my god, I know it's amazing. I know. So it's I mean, amazing. she's got milk. You know, you've got milk. It's not going mm-hmm. anywhere because you're like running a lot. 
Right. Anyway, so yeah. So do you need a special diet? I feel like this is a huge thing for not breastfeeding. Yeah. And I was like, we were talking about the, I mean, I were talking about this um, the other day and somebody, um, a colleague of mine who is a lactation consultant in another state told me that she was um, approached by like a news, you know, news media or whatever to talk about, you know, some breastfeeding stuff. Um, mostly because of the formula shortage, but somebody had, she, this, you know, person, uh, media person was under the impression that you could not, or somebody told her that you could not breastfeed. Like she had talked to somebody who said, I can't breastfeed because I don't have enough money for the food that I need to buy. I can't buy the food I need and the extra food that I need to breastfeed. So, it really, I mean, I think that was just something that somebody had told this media person so that they went and, you know, mentioned it to a lactation consultant and said, is this true? Um, and that is absolutely not true. Like, you do not need a special diet. You do not need to feel like you need to afford a special diet. You don't need to feel like you have to keep up on a certain diet. If you are a vegan or a vegetarian, don't feel like you have to be a meat eater to breastfeed. Like, none of those things are have anything to do with breastfeeding at all. No. And people think like, okay, well, I can't have, I have to eat purely organic food or whole foods, can't have any processed foods. I mean, this is not, you can make those decisions independently from breastfeeding. You Mm -hmm. do do not need to do that to breastfeed. You don't. And people think like, oh, well, I, you know, I don't want to breastfeed because like, I don't have a very good diet and I eat a lot of processed foods and we, you know, eat out a lot. And like, I just don't feel like, you know, my baby's not going to get like the right nutrients. It's not, it's not like you eat McDonald's and then your baby eats McDonald's. That's not (laughs) what happens. (laughs) I know. I tell people sometimes too, I'll be like, you can Grubhub, Taco Bell, three meals a day and make great milk, but feel like crap. Yeah. You'll feel like crap. Yeah. That's you'll what have it comes a really to. hard time taking care of your baby because you'll be on the toilet the whole time. <laughs> but your baby will be like sitting your pretty. Baby like, your baby will be fine. <laughs> like it is nothing to do. Like your milk is not made from the contents of your stomach. It is made from your bloodstream. So what you put into your body as far as like the quantity of food or what it like, it is, you know, people that don't have enough food, people that eat what they grow, like in these undernourished countries, like we're talking about these underdeveloped countries, they eat what they grow. They don't have all these supplements. They don't have like all this stuff. And people are like, well, if I breastfeeding, I have to have 500 extra calories a day and I can't do that. And it's like, that is not a prerequisite to breastfeeding. That is a recommendation that people say, oh, your body is burning more energy, put more energy into it. Because that will help to combat that and you will feel better. But yeah, I mean, you will make hu- the milk. Humans have survived, like, you know, changing climate, you know, different things throughout, throughout history. You know, um, humans have, you know, Ice Age. Mm. You know, people have gone through, like, had gone through times where... Um, Food was scarce, and you had to switch up what you were eating. You, you know, people would have to migrate somewhere and then eat something else. And people still had babies and fed them. We're here. Right. I mean, this is, 
I had a mom one time who was trying to wean. Her baby was like, I don't know, close to a year or something. It was when I used to work in the pregnancy program in the city. And she was wanted to wean and she was working on weaning. But sometimes she didn't have enough food. You know, like sometimes she went through her food allotment money before she got more and didn't have enough, couldn't go and get it more food. So she would go revert back to breastfeeding again because she didn't have a lot of food to give the baby. So it was like, cause we were like, okay, you know, if you're going to weed, obviously, you know, you got to give something to the baby. Um, so she like would revert back to breastfeeding because it was giving her child nutrients that she could know that she couldn't afford otherwise. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's, I mean, this is, it's not supposed to work against you. Like we're, we're taking breastfeeding and we're making it work against us. Like that's not how it's supposed to be here. Everything like it's, it's okay. Like your body is just going to do this. Your body is going to make this milk for your baby. That's what it does. Like it just, and what I usually tell, one of the other things I tell people too, is that like, okay, when you're pregnant, I've known people, I did thankfully did not have this experience with pregnancy, but I have known people who were like super sick during pregnancy, um, maybe the whole time or maybe just the first trimester or whatever, but just really sick during pregnancy or really had bad food aversions during pregnancy and really only ate like very specific things or sometimes couldn't hold anything down or lost a lot of weight during pregnancy because they were so sick. And the their doctors always told them, the baby's fine. Your body's going to take care of the baby. The baby's growing. But then you have a baby and you have to eat a, 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 an exactly perfect diet or else you can't mm-hmm. breastfeed. Like your body is going to, is going to take care of the baby. They're going to take it. It's going to take care of the baby. Yeah. You survived that craving for like shoes with hot sauce on it. <laughs> Oh I had this friend who was like, I think, it, what is it, like, pica? Yeah, pica. You like, yep. And she went through that during pregnancy, and she was just like, <laughs> like, gnaw on a shoe. <laughs> I don't know. That was the story. I don't know. Oh my I, don't, God. I, didn't, I don't know how to fact check, fact check that. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's, like, a lot of weird things that go on with your body that... <laughs> And your baby, You're gonna and be everything, fine. everything is fine. And then these babies are born. And it's like, oh, you, you didn't, you didn't have dinner today. Up, oh, your milk's gone. Like, no, your baby's gonna, your body's gonna take care of your baby. You do not need to work to worry about having a very specific. What should I eat? What should I drink? Um, did I eat or drink something wrong? I hear that constantly. People are like, is it, is it something I ate? Like I had a mom yesterday that I saw, and the, this is a whole different podcast episode, man. That. <laughs> Because it was all about a weight gain issue with a baby. The weight gain issue that never was, I should say. That's how I should put it. But the mom was so freaked out and so worried. She's like, and then I was like, is this something I'm eating? Like, no, no. It's But we always kind of go back to that. Whenever there's any kind of issue or problem, baby's not latching. Was it something I ate? They don't like the taste of the milk. Baby's fussy. Was Uh, it something I ate? Um, Baby's not sleeping. Was it something I ate? Baby's not gaining well. It's because I'm not eating enough or it's because mm -hmm. I ate this food, you know, this other thing or my milk's too thin or because I'm not eating the right things. It is not anything to do with your diet ever. And I don't, there is all the science in the world to back that up. But unfortunately, I think just like old wives tales and myths and 
speculation and social media, like this has been something that's been going on forever. People always have said, oh, is it something you ate? No, research and science says it's not. And water. You don't have to drown yourself in water. No. You do not. Like, yeah, you don't have to drown yourself in water. You don't have to, like, what about avoiding foods? That's a big thing, too. It's like, well, then I can't, you know, I have to have a perfect diet, and then I can't have my favorite things, you know, because you're not supposed to have, I don't know, what are you not, there's a whole bunch of things you're not supposed to have. Dairy. Is that they say that the, yeah, that the the bloggers say you're not supposed to have, you know. You're oh, not my God. Shrimp, there's or you're not so much have- ridiculousness if you about eat, that. Yeah, if you eat, like, oysters on tuesday your milk (laughs) supply automatically dries up yeah there is so much ridiculous stuff i remember one time i was like trying to research it for something and i saw like this one blog said these are the foods to avoid if you're breastfeeding Mm. and it had all this list of foods on like this huge list of foods and then the next like i looked at somebody else's blog that said these are foods you want to make sure you have in your house if you're breastfeeding and they were basically (laughs) all the same foods so i was like this is the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen in my life but there is so much like chaos around it it's like just feed your baby just feed your baby yeah just eat what you like eat what makes you feel good and then feed your baby and you know There is not like, you know, your baby's not going to, the whole dairy thing is out of control in this country. It is out of control. I'm going to say it. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it. It's out of control. There are definitely some babies who have a, who really do have a significant issue with dairy. Like they're with the dairy. It's a cow, the cow's milk protein that makes them, you know, that they can't tolerate, that they're not digesting well. And those parents find that they need to take it out of their diet. Um, But there was a lot leading up to that. It wasn't like, oh, the baby's fussy, so I'm just going to give up dairy, which that's what everybody says to do. Mm -hmm. Um, It's more of like the baby's got a horrific rash. The baby's constantly throwing up. The baby's got this horrible green blood streaked poop. Like those are the things that we're seeing with allergies, with real true, you know, dairy allergy. That's kind of how it presents itself with some mm-hmm. of those things or, or the um, some level of it. Not just, oh yeah, the baby's fussy because a lot of babies are just fussy, but we want to find the reason, right? Like we, we just want to find the reason. You can kind of go back to the colic episode that we did a few weeks ago because we talk a lot about that. Like sometimes there just is no reason. And even in that colic episode, um, the research that we looked at with the, with that episode was like dairy was not, a factor like that was not anything you know mm-hmm. that, that really played into it but people really feel like oh should i just take dairy out of my diet i mm-hmm. need to take dairy and i'm probably going to get a hate email from somebody that says my baby we you know really couldn't have it and, and that's fine. like if you're fine with taking dairy out of your diet and that's fine for you then that's fine but there's our i've heard people just give formula instead because they don't yeah. want to go through all the diet changes so mm-hmm. we need to be careful who we're saying these things to. Mm-hmm. And it is, I mean, it makes me sad. It really, it truly makes me sad when it's a situation where a baby is fussy and not showing any other symptoms of anything else. And it's like first time parents, the baby's like two or three weeks old. I just had this happen. This is why I'm so fired up about it. 
And then the parents end up going to a GI doctor who says, oh, your baby's got a dairy allergy and puts them on a specialized formula. Like that Mm -hmm. to me is just sad and wasteful. And I I just, I don't, I don't even know what to say about that. Like it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. It is. It's unnecessary. So it really, bottom line is if you are really struggling with something that somebody is telling you is a diet issue, Mm -hmm. please talk to a lactation consultant because it's very likely that that is not a diet issue. The other thing that is not a diet issue is your baby's not gaining enough weight. You don't have enough fat in your milk. You need to increase the fat in your diet. Oh God. There might be like Mm -hmm. very certain tweaks that you can do, but overall your milk is your milk. You really don't have control over that. Right. And you don't need to, your body is making the milk for your baby that it knows your baby needs. So Mm -hmm. don't question your body. Don't question the quality of the milk that your baby is, that your body is making for your baby. That's a, that is a question you don't need to ask. And a lot of times that just comes from pumping. People be like, I pumped milk. I didn't have that much fat on the top of it. Right, right. Because that, that's the only time you would ever be able to see. Right. There's no way you'd ever be able to see it else, any way else. Yeah. And that milk's, and then the fat separates and it's on the top. And then, so, you know, sometimes there's a huge thing on the top and sometimes there's barely any. That's because your body knows what it's doing. Leave it alone. Right, exactly. Leave it alone. Leave the process alone and trust that it's doing what it needs to do. Yeah, that's like you don't need to question that. Like it knows how many calories your baby needs. It knows the amount of fat. That's a yeah, that pisses me off. Doctors say that too. We don't have enough fat in your milk. You have to, you know, use formula or cow's milk or whatever. All the time. And it's just. I'm so glad that the bovines know how to, you know, (laughs) take care of our babies more than we do. I mean, we really don't, we don't trust this. Um, and we, we really feel like we need to manipulate a lot of it. And we need to consider the fact that we are not the only people. We are not the only breastfeeders. We're not the only mammals. Like this is something that's been going on forever all over the world. And for some reason, we feel like there's some kind of, you know, issue with what we need to eat. Like people that say to me, all the time, oh, well, I can't eat, you know, can I eat spicy food? Can I like... People in other countries that have very different diets than what we eat also breastfeed without problems. Like this is different cultures, different foods, you know, different um, traditions. It all is okay because that's what your baby needs. Your baby, that's where your baby is. I was watching this um, video today and they're talking about like components to breast milk and stuff. It really was quite fascinating. And, um, the the person that was doing the presentation, you know, was just like, your baby does not know where they are. They don't know what country they're in. Yeah. They don't know where they are. They, I'm an American baby. I cannot handle all of those spices. <laughs> what right? you, like, doing, they, Mom? they learn from what you're eating because it flavors your milk and it tells, you know, and then your baby learns their own cultures and traditions from that like that is it's really kind of cool you know it's really kind of cool when you think about it that your baby is getting that just from the foods that you eat they are learning about their culture because they are getting the flavors they are getting the you know the the tastes and all of that stuff your your milk is going to be set up based on that stuff so it really is kind of cool that that you know they're they're getting that exposure 
but yeah, it is, yeah, and they can handle it. Yeah, and I they can handle it, and we just you know we really. He also said it was kind of cool. I should have written it down because I like the way he put it. It was a, a guy that was doing it. He was um saying how like we are the only like other mammals don't think about breastfeeding. They just do it. Well, yeah, yeah, and they, they don't think do about it. anything. They don't think about sleeping together, right? They just all like, go to sleep together. Did you see that? Um, I shared something on to the Badass Breastfeeder Facebook page. It was all these elephants Aww. sleeping, and they're all they're all laying down and they're sleeping together. Because of course, why? why they're not. They? they don't have separate yeah. rooms or cribs. <laughs> the one ner- the one elephant in the front is nursing the youngest, and then the rest of them are all like circled around the mom Aww. and the baby. It's really oh God, cool. I love it. But yeah, like they don't, we they don't, just, don't we thinking about it. We pick it apart and analyze it to death and talk about all the things you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing this. You should be doing this. You shouldn't be doing this. It's like, my gosh, just listen to your baby and listen to your body. Yeah. It's and the these, best thing and, I can tell you. And these animals, they, they go through times where they, you know, they have to hunt for their food. Not, maybe not elephants eat veg, you know, trees and shit, but like, <laughs> You know, an an animal that needs to chase its food down and stuff like they go through. Sometimes they go like a long time without eating. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't just they don't have a grocery store with like food in it where they can just like get it whenever they want it. They have to like, and their milk supply doesn't dip, right? You know, because they haven't like, you know, gotten an antelope to chew on. You know, on the on the <laughs> day they needed it, like they it's, it's this is not as like black and white. As we make it. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. So yeah, so I kind of got on a soapbox about dieting, but it is because it's something that comes up all the time. And I feel like even when I talk to people about this prenatally, because I always make sure I try to talk about it prenatally, because it's always a big concern. It still comes up later on because somebody else says, oh, shouldn't be eating that, or you should be eating this, or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and I know that, you know, certain cultures do different, do specific things, but overall, we know the science tells us that your body is just going to make the milk for the baby as long as you tell it to. So just yeah. keep latching the baby and you're, and you're fine. Eat what you want. Yep. That's well, it. thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. We'll see Bye. you next week. Bye. Bye.